What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 28 of the Shockcast. My name is Luke Intaldi. I'm the host of the show. Joining us today, not Giuseppe, weirdly enough. Uh, You're the only one who groaned about that. We're we're a bit happy. No one's getting fired this Shockcast. Uh, Not yet. We got Azaria with us. What's up, everybody? And uh, Ryan, our co-host. I'm still alive after playing Resident Evil. You didn't beat it, though. Not yet, not yet. I've still got a ways to go. And you're not doing the VR, so nothing's coming and actually grabbing you. I think that's this how is that true. works. Um, yeah, I, I I saw people play that. That looks too scary. Uh, I, I know I'm going to play it, <laughs> and that's really an understatement, but uh, I know I'm going to play it eventually, and I'm just I'm not going to handle it well. I, I should record myself doing it, but I'm such a little bitch. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people swear by it and say like that's the way to play the game, is play it in VR. Yeah, that's the only reason I bought it. I pre-ordered it last week, and just because I looked at my PlayStation VR, and I was like, "Man, this thing's collecting dust." Sad, sad, lonely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to use it at some point, so I just pre-ordered it, which sucks because Tales of Berseria, uh, Yakuza Zero, Kingdom Hearts 2.8. Get that? It's good. Res- Resident Evil's not long, though. You'll finish it pretty quick. Wait, how short okay. is it? It's it's around ten to twelve hours, I think. But oh, it's like, I'm. I'm, I think I'm like halfway through, so I think you could definitely finish it faster if you like if you go through it pretty quick. I don't read reviews unless they're on our site, so that's why. I don't <laughs> yeah, it's so Ryan's taking forever. That game is. Um, I do know how good Dragon Dragon Quest Eight is, though. Yeah, that review just came up. Though. That was a good review. Yeah, it was pretty good. So, all right, so let's let's segue into that uh, in a little bit. Right now, let's just briefly mention the topic of the show is going to be closed studios canceled games uh giuseppe a lot of of sadness too yeah a lot of Mm -hmm. sadness giuseppe proposed this uh and then said no i don't want to do the shot cast tonight i'm too busy eating ramen in japan and finding my waifu Uh, going to uh (laughs) going to (laughs) massage parlors yeah getting his ears cleaned going to those cat cafes Cat uh, cafes. I, I don't... Hey, you don't have to go to Japan for those. I've I've did that in New York. So. Oh, hey, oh. <laughs> those are. Wait, are we talking about cat cafes or the Yeah, it's a cat. No, no, a cat cafe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, that might we might be a little lighter on that, and we may continue that discussion into next week when Giuseppe's here. Giuseppe, of course, is like on every closed studio and canceled game like a hawk. Um, all right. So, uh, first and foremost. Uh, thanks everyone who showed up for the Twitch stream. Uh, we go live every Wednesday at 8.30 Eastern. Uh, so come watch, be part of the show. Twitch.tv slash DualShockers live. Is that right? I think that's right. Uh, yeah, that's it. I normally don't say it in the beginning, so I want to say it now before people tune out. Because I know I, when I listen to a podcast, I always like skip through the last minute or I two. I just fall asleep. That too. Yeah, I always have the sleep timer on. <laughs> thanks, thanks, guys, for all my hard work. <laughs> Ryan just puts me to sleep. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, hopefully we, we are still talking to you while you're awake. Sweet dreams. Um, Sweet dreams. Okay, so let's go into what everyone's been playing lately. We've done a ton of reviews. This, this like, has we... been a pretty, I think just this January in general has been unusually packed. There's like tons of right. stuff that's coming out this, this year. And January is usually, January's usually a dead zone, so... Right. Yeah, people got wise to the dying light strategy. Yeah, and, they did. Uh, yep. Got on quick. And 
Yeah, it's it's just been this is the first really big games week of 2017 and it is a strong games week. I mean, mm-hmm. uh Yakuza, Kingdom Hearts, uh everything else, Tales. Yep. Of, um all right, so I want to hear what everyone's playing. Ryan, what have you you've been doing? Uh so I just got finished up as we said with uh ER I'm still playing it but you know, I have a lot more to go with uh, Dragon Quest 8 on 3DS, which is uh really fun. Um, you know, I mentioned in the review that it's not necessarily the best way to play the game because the, it doesn't look it doesn't look great. It's you know it, they definitely they definitely had to make some compromises to get it on there. But if you're looking for a really good RPG, it's definitely a lot of fun. And I really um, especially because like I like playing RPGs on portables, so I think this is like a perfect fit. Um, it's a really good type of game that you can play for you know 15, 20 minutes, five hours. You know if you want, like it's it's a really solid fun game. Uh, the other one is Resident Evil Seven. Uh, oh. It's also I've been I feel like I've been glad to have those two games balance things out because you know Dragon Quest is very light and charming and fun and colorful and Resident Evil is not that at all. It's really dark and scary. Um, but Resident Evil is really good. I've been liking it a lot. Um, the, so I'll have a review for that probably uh, the next you know next few days. It'll be it'll be pretty soon. All right, so we're out of embargo. We're well out of embargo. The games we out are the, the games out. Yeah. All right, so let's say <laughs> right now. If you are rating the game based on your experience, where are you putting Ooh. it? And this isn't a final review. We're going to change. <laughs> it's, it it's, might yeah, change. No, Subject have, to change without I a, notice. I have a range. It's I I'm right now I'm kind of between 8 or a 9. It's Ooh. it's between there. There um you know, it's I'm not really sure yet where I'm going to fall. I think it's going to be one of those two scores. Um there's a lot of the, the games really good. Um, I think the biggest things are that, you know, a lot of people are concerned about that they switch it to a first-person perspective and that it's very different from what the normal Resident Evil games have been in the past. Uh, Azario, you know, doing some product placement with his TV, his uh, shirt. That oh, he yeah. Wearing, so. <laughs> <laughs> we have to... We have God, to, you shill. To... <laughs> uh, this show is sponsored by... This, this show is Resident not sponsored Evil anyway by Resident Evil 7. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so I um, I actually I think that's probably the game's strongest element is the fact that it is so different and you know Resident Evil for obvious reasons has kind of needed a reboot for a while. Resident Evil Six was definitely not the best game; it was pretty bad. So Resident Evil Seven is um, you know definitely a nice step, uh, nice direction for the series to be going in. I think so far the only negatives I have for it so far are the boss fights and the puzzles are not very good. Uh, boss fights especially are pretty bad. And uh, puzzles, like, there are some good ones in there. Like, I actually like, um, without spoiling anything, there's basically a puzzle that's kind of like an escape room where it's like you ha- you're locked Ooh, inside right. of a room and you have to, it's, it's basically like escape the room Resident Evil. And you have to, like, try to figure out, you know, you know, do one thing that unlocks something else and then you go to another and that, that sort of thing. Um, which that one's really fun, but other than that, there's really not much in the way of puzzles. It's just kind of like, okay, go find this. There, are, if you uh, if you were if you thought that there weren't going to be like random keys and things you had to find, you're wrong because there are a lot of them in this game. Uh, but basically, you just go and find a random key that opens one door, and then it's it's not as uh, I don't think the puzzle design is as clever as previous Resident Evils have had. Do they have item management? In the yes, game? yeah, okay. there is there is definitely the item management that you've seen from. Um, you know, from from the, all the previous like games, like Code Veronica so. and all those ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have a very limited inventory, and so I, I do think they do a good balance of um, you know, because there's also like a uh, like a small crafting system in this game that's pretty basic, but I think works really well. Because then you you find these sort of uh, you know things you could use to craft uh, healing items, or you could craft ammo. So then you're kind of in situations where it's like, do I craft a healing herb to keep me alive, or do I have to craft more ammo to keep me alive for you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the game relies a little too much on combat. 
um, I know a lot of people thought that this would be kind of like Amnesia or um, what's the other, Outlast, um, that it would be more about you being defenseless and hiding a lot, but it's actually very combat-focused, which I kind of hoped they would do more of like the Outlast or uh, Alien Isolation, like where it's more about hiding and running, running away. Um, that gets tedious. As, yeah. It does. Can, can you I, hide? You can. It's... I. See, the thing is, though, that I think the character, like, his running speed is, like, 0.2% faster than his walking speed. So it's not, <laughs> it's like, it's not a big difference. So, like, you know, even when you're running, you know, it's not much faster than walking. So I feel right. like even if they did try to do that where it was more about running and hiding, um, you know, that it, I don't know how it would have been. So, but, you know, I think also the thing, too, is that there's not a lot of enemy variety. Um, the best enemies that are in the game are the Bakers, which is the, the family that you've seen in the, the trailers, um, where they're kind of, it's almost like a system like um, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, where they basically kind of, like, pursue you through certain spots. So, uh, you know, example, uh, Jack Baker, the father who you fight in the beginning of the game, he, uh, he'll burst through walls, he'll, like, come chasing after you, but he, he it cuts random, so you don't really know, like, where he's going to pop up or when, um, which is cool. But then, um, you know, there's a little bit of pressure because you can, if you shoot him enough times, it'll, like, stop him temporarily, so you can go run away or whatever. But then there's kind of that, it, that a lot of the enemies are very bullet spongy, so you basically have to waste all your ammunition just to take them down for a little bit, which can get a little annoying. Um, but I think it's good that they didn't, you know, it might be good that they didn't do the route of like alien isolation where you had to hide from the alien like every five minutes, which got old really quick. So Yeah. Made a mm-hmm. made a ten hour game take sixteen hours. It it did, yeah. yeah. Alien Isolation, as much as I love that game, was way too long. So I think that this is a good Resident Evil so far is the pacing is really, really good. Um, you know, I think that the balance they hit between combat and exploring and all that stuff is really good and it's just like they keep you you don't feel like you're staying in one place too long. You can explore if you want, and you definitely need to, because uh, surprisingly enough, like it's uh, it's really hard to find items in the game. Like they hide them really well. There's a uh, thing in the game I forget what it's called, but basically it'll temporarily let you see the location of all the different items in the environment. And I was like, oh, I found everything. It's good. And then I used that and saw millions of markers all over the place. I'm like, oh god, I did not find everything. <laughs> it's like. Um, but overall, yeah, I'm really liking it. It's uh, I'm about like two thirds of the way through the game right now, so I'm getting toward the end. So, um, but so far, I'm really liking it a lot. All right, I got a question. Uh, did you yeah. play the demo? I did play the demo. Yeah, I did. They the, ever I, find a use for the finger? There is a use for the finger. Okay, good. That's all, right, all I want to know. know. Yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily because you do actually. Um, the in the original like the beginning hour demo that area you do go through that in the beginning of the game but it's a little different like they switch some things around i think the beginning hour demo is more like they made it a little bit more standalone versus the in the you'll you'll see when you play the game but it's in there but it's a little bit different from what you might have remembered from the beginning hour demo okay uh dalo over in the comments says that he's mostly been playing gravity rush 2 great choice uh, he's been doing yeah. side missions and collecting gems, and he likes it. Uh, so far, shaping up to be good. So I'm really looking forward to get to that. There's way too many good games. Zarya, what are you playing? <laughs> uh, I'm actually playing uh, Gravity Rush 2 okay. right now. Um, even though I picked up all those games today, mm-hmm. um, I'm uh, Gravity Rush 2. What do you mean all those games? I picked up Tales of Berseria, Yakuza Zero, Kingdom Hearts 2.8. Oh my, my god. god! Dragon Quest 8. How do you oh, have this man. money? Aren't you a college student? 
<laughs> all that dual shockers bucks. Yeah, all that dual shocker money, dude. I don't even have, I don't even buy games anymore. <laughs> no, no, I love physical copies. So even when I uh, do end up getting uh, codes, uh, either I'll give them away or um, use them for review. It's dumb. But whatever you want to do. I love my physical copies too, but I, I'm not turning away free codes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love the smell of new games. I wrote it in my editorial recently. Ever uh, since they got rid of manuals, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and now it's like a big thing when companies include manuals in their game. Like, Fate Stella had a manual on the PS4 version of the game, and like full 50-page color manual, and, like, it does look nice. I, yeah. It but... totally beats putting the control settings on the back of the slip of the cover, oh. the cover slip, putting the control scheme back there. Yeah. Like, okay, you guys are really saving paper. Um, yeah. But Gravity Rush 2, God, this game is, like, it's amazing. Uh, mm. the, the, the sounds, the colors... Cat, oh my god, she's so, so hot. <laughs> we should have named this the uh, Azaria's Waifu show, you know, for this oh, week. Yes, like, we should have. He could yeah, introduce could, everyone on his wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hated that you showed that in the in the Twitter or the Twitch picture, by the way. You can see how much of a pervert I am. <laughs> No, no, it's cool. It's cool. Um, we all we all knew it beforehand, so it's all right. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Gravity Rush Two, it's fast. Um, I love the that comic book style cutscenes that it has. Yeah. Um, there's room to explore. There's uh, you don't always have to follow the marker unless you're timed, but it's it's just. There's there there's something to say about that series that it's a, it's amazing that it even got a sequel and I'm really glad that it came out and I don't mind that it's not on the Vita. Um, it's uh it's it runs great on the PS4 and mm-hmm. it's uh, God I would just listen to it for the soundtrack and that they that came with the pre-order of the game so it's pretty cool. By the yeah, way, I I was sorry oh, go ahead Lou. I was just gonna say Dalo agrees with you. Cat is cute, but she's a strong character, which is nice. <laughs> Yeah, I um, I was kind of bummed, I think, at first when they said that Gravity Rush 2 wasn't going to come out in Vita because, like, Gravity Rush, the original's, like, easily probably, like, one of my, like, favorite Vita games I've ever played. It's it's an amazing game. Or even if you, like, I didn't play the uh, the remastered version on PS4, but I'm sure that that looked great. Um, but the upside, like, Gravity Rush 2, just from, graf- you know, like a graphical perspective, looks great from all the trailers I've seen. So I definitely want to get to it at some point, um, I think, once I clear out my backlog a little more. But uh, yeah. I was going to ask Azari about, like, because I know that they said that they added side quests, so I'm just curious, like, what those are, and, you know, do you, like, are they, like, are they as good as, like, the main quest stuff, or do you find them, they're, like, they're fun? Pretty, they're pretty much like they were in the first one, um... If you remember, like, the side quest to get costumes, like, you would have to clean a woman's house or, like, move items from one section to another. It's it's stuff like that. Or, I, like, or I forgot that the first game even had that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I guess I mostly just did the, I mostly well, just did the main quest, so... Yeah, the problem was is that was DLC, too. You actually had to, to purchase oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so that... So the and and then there's like time trials where race race the clock yeah, those yeah. those types of things and or kill this many enemies in this amount of time uh, stuff like that uh, you don't have to do it but it's better because you get to upgrade cat 
and that'll make your life a lot easier uh, yep. when the enemies get stronger, and if you want to go faster. Um, other than that, I've been I'm still um, playing uh, uh, Atelier. Atel- Atelier, yeah, yeah. I'm still playing that on my Vita. Love the Vita. I'm trying to remember which. I wrote an editorial. Thanks, Ryan, for approving it. <laughs> uh, it's on the site right now for Koei Tecmo's uh, Tweak It In Two. Um, kind of mentioning that uh, they haven't released a physical Vita game since uh, Tweak It In Kiwami, and that was uh, two years ago. And they said that they were never going to do it again because that. Uh, that didn't sell well, and they didn't. And the only thing that they did was do physical, limited physical runs through the NIS America web store. Mm. So, so the fact that Tweak It Into is coming to retail, like so, it's going to be in your GameStop um, for Vita, is uh, is pretty cool. It's pretty big news. So, if uh, if you are a Vita supporter, then uh, check that out or share it with somebody that uh, might enjoy a Monster Hunter type game. We didn't give out Better that copy that, of Atelier, did we? I what think happened? I said I think we said we were gonna give out a copy of Atelier. We have one, I believe. Yeah, let me go through. I think I think we wanted to do that on the site though. I'm not no, sure. No, no, we wanted to do one. the other one, the Fade Extella. Ah, yes, 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 yes. I don't mind. Uh let I me think... make sure I have it first. So <laughs> Yeah, I, um, I don't yeah, know where these go. Other than that, I'm definitely going to be playing a lot of games this weekend. Uh, so, next week we'll talk. Good. All right. Uh, this week, what have I been playing? I did Kingdom Hearts 2.8, uh, which yes. was very good. Um, surprisingly good. I can like I feel as if the gaming community, and I put this in the review. Uh, the gaming community kind of had a collective groan when uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.8 was announced. Because uh, it's not Kingdom Hearts 3? Yeah, because yeah, it's not Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> you get 1.5, 2.5, you imagine the next thing's going to be 3. And then, no, boom, it's 2.8, final chapter prologue, uh, which is a nonsense title. Uh, that said, <laughs> Dream Drop Distance is a surprisingly fantastic game. Uh, Did you ever play it on uh, 3DS? No, I never played it on the 3DS. Mm. I really liked. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. Like, I would be interested to see that game, like to see the the HD version of it in 2.8 yeah. because I played it on 3DS and I really liked it a lot. I think only the only the only thing I know you mentioned in the review, Lou, was the drop system and how that could kind of be a little annoying sometimes because it's like you're in the middle of a boss fight or something that you're trying to finish and then oh, you gotta switch characters and go to the other one. So yeah, you know. yeah, I hated that. That was that was annoying. A little bit, yeah. There were some uh, some bright sides with things. I mean, let me think. You uh, you didn't have any camera issues, which I think were really present for the 3DS version. Uh, yeah. The graphics, of course, are like next level uh, in terms of you know comparing it to the 3DS version. Mm. Uh, yeah. But and the game, the game really is one that I think was underplayed. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that people don't own 3DSs, but like, I don't know. I, I think a lot of people, unless you're a big Kingdom Hearts fan, uh, you're hesitant to get a Kingdom Hearts game on 3DS. Yeah, I feel like also too that like Dream Drop Distance is the one that like out of all like the spin-offy games or like the not mainline games, I feel like that's the one that you like if you're gonna choose one to play. I feel like that's that's the one. Uh, I didn't play Birth by Sleep, but I've also heard that's good. But I feel like Dream Drop Distance is like basically like 2.5. Like it's you know. Yeah. It's and you get really, to play Riku. Yeah, that that is a good point. 
uh, playing as Riku is great, but yeah, there the story. Uh, while there are some major plot holes, uh, and I do think that a lot of those, uh, a lot of the reasons they went with the plot the way they did, was just to bring back previous fan beloved characters. Um, because otherwise it makes no sense in the grand scheme of Kingdom Hearts. Because, uh, can we do spoilers? This is like a four-year-old game. I, I think it's fine. All right. Or Dream Drop? Uh, Alright, so... In Kingdom Hearts, I'm going to try and do this as basically as I can. In uh, the Kingdom Hearts games, you got the nobodies uh, who are kind of like the heartless. Uh, they, they're, they don't have hearts. Uh, they're typically... If they're strong enough, human-like versions, and there's a lot of uh, e- a lot of the evil villains are these nobodies. They mm. pine for uh, game after game about not having hearts and wanting to get hearts and all of this stuff. And then, uh, and then Dream Drop Distance comes along, and you find out that really all they had to do was kill themselves, and then they come back with hearts. <laughs> Uh, so uh, compared to like you know trying to summon heaven kingdom hearts you know why didn't they just fucking put a knife to their throat uh, but that's that's neither here nor there as a sto- as a self-contained story it's actually very good more importantly yeah. uh, birth by sleep is that I think that's the one I'm thinking of uh, point two that's the PS that's the PS Vita game. PSP. No, it's the PSP one, I think. Yeah. PSP. yeah. But isn't yeah. that the one that uh, I think it's Birth by Sleep point to the fragmentary. something like that? Yeah. It's like uh, after the events of Birth by Sleep. Yeah. Right. It's after the events of Birth by Sleep, but also kind of after the events of Dream Drop Distance. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, it like it's clearly using the tech that Kingdom Hearts Three is doing. Uh, clearly yeah. has like a lot of the components that we're going to see in Kingdom Hearts Three, just functionality wise, and it's yeah. um it's amazing like you know i i would say it might be a notch below final fantasy 15 graphically but not too far off uh, is uh, and, is that the one you play as aqua yeah yeah that's aqua's okay. game yeah. waifu and, <laughs> and it is uh you know as as far as everything it's the game that has gotten me the most excited about kingdom hearts 3 and now i'm kind of uh, champing at the bit to get that whenever it does come out like eight years from now whenever whenever it does all right we do have a copy of atelier shally plus alchemist of the dusk sea for playstation vita uh north america code to give away should we do it now yeah why not uh, yeah do you want to do you want to put it on the twitter and let people know or no we're already mid-episode we have there we go. For next yeah. week too we might have tales of We'll wait and see. We may have Tales of Berseria to give out next week. So We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. <laughs> uh, let's see if this works. Dalo! Dalo. Of course, always here. Dalo, let us know <laughs> if you want Atelier Shally Plus uh, on PlayStation Vita for North America. Um, all right. So, now that that's out of the way, let's go into canceled games, uh, closed studios, some of the news we've heard lately, uh, and they, they've kind of been uh, scattered. I think 16 may have been a partic- uh, 2016 may have been a particularly bad year, though 2017 notoriously, as soon as we got into it, uh, we saw the end of a game Scale that Zarya has yeah. been looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I yeah. think the shocking thing, though, is we had that whole 2017 predictions thing. None of us said Scalebound, and I think that might have been so obvious. Yeah. The, well, the thing is, is I bought a uh, Xbox One S um, wanting Scalebound. Uh, <laughs> like, that was the only game I could see myself kind of playing, so kind of, yeah, it, it really hit me that it got canceled, and I'm sure it, it, it stunned Platinum Games uh, the whole the whole way it was like unveiled and stuff where like there was some leaked uh, information and then Microsoft was like okay fuck it I mean they already know and uh, um, so it's like that was a reason a lot of people were picking up Xboxes and Xbox Ones uh, Platinum Games is a huge huge following and uh, especially you know for a console that really doesn't represent Japanese studios to the best of its ability, I feel yeah. like a lot of people now feel misled because of it. Yeah, maybe I. I it is interesting because I mean, Scalebound, you know, Scalebound, and then even games like Recore and stuff like that are very different from what we've normally seen for on Xbox. But I think it's cool that they tried to, you know, div- uh, diversify their their library a little bit. Um, you know, part of me wonders, though, like, how successful that the... Not that I wish it wouldn't have been successful or anything like that. You know, like, I, I obviously I wish I would. But I wonder how successful that the game would have been on Xbox One if, one, if it released. Um, just because we've seen games from Microsoft, like Blue Dragon, things like that. Games that, like, didn't just didn't really click with that audience or, you know, with that. Because even though those types of games might appeal to, you know, Japanese audiences and stuff like that, like, Xboxes are virtually non-existent in Japan. Like, per, like pretty much so you know i just kind of wonder if the game would have had an audience like here or in japan i think it would have had a huge audience but i think the the platinum games in itself was was making this game aimed towards uh western gamers um Mm, yeah all the e3 footage that we saw was all in english and everything was uh God, that you know what sucks is you you look back and you look at all those old trailers and stuff, and the the game looks so good. the The world kind of reminded me of like a Xenoblade Chronicles kind of world, where it's very rich and green and wide spread. Yeah, I I feel yeah, like the dragon the, stuff looks really cool and and different. I feel like they just maybe they couldn't find a uh, something that made it fun, and Microsoft wasn't helping, so. I don't know. There's a there's a huge story behind this, and Someone's one day, gonna find it. yeah, yeah, one day they're gonna come out and say it, or maybe it'll be like a Kojima thing where we'll never know what really happened at Konami. Um, I don't know. It just sucks because you can tell that Platinum Games was pretty upset about the whole thing, and uh, yeah, I I didn't really like the way Phil Spencer handled the situation, but he handled it to the best of his abilities, where he was just like. Yeah, this sucks, but we have all these other games coming in. But do you really, man? Like, like <laughs> I feel if Microsoft wants to succeed, and they can succeed, they they could, they're doing fine. You know, they're doing fine on third party support. I suppose um, they're getting games, but if they're going to succeed in this <laughs> generation, they really need to come out and give us some of these exclusive games. I'm sorry, um, I laughed just because Dollar in the comments says Scalebound's a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> just, I've never heard it that bluntly. Um, 
You know, it just the reason why Skillbound could have been is because it didn't have a direction. Like it looked beautiful, but the fact that they showed that one scene of like four players on four different dragons going up a boss, and then another scene of like uh, him like swooping down on some guards that didn't look like they belonged in the world. There was no direction. The story probably wasn't there, and that's where they hit a, a roadblock. Where they had this beautiful world, and they just didn't have the right direction. Right. So, so that that's probably the reason why it was it looked confusing. Um, back to Microsoft, they really need to come out and show, uh, give us a reason that we want to play their console. Like, why would I play Mass Effect Andromeda on an Xbox One when I own a PS4? You know, that's that's what I want. I want them to convince me. I want them to convince me to play it. Yeah, and uh, this E3, they better they better come out strong with that Scorpio shit. I think that that's where they're gonna put all of their eggs in a basket. Is just I'm just I'm just waiting for Azaria to go grab his Xbox One and throw it out the window right now. Just like <laughs> fuck you, Phil Spencer. <laughs> uh, Dalo says I still think Microsoft is full of it right now. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think things are tough for Microsoft. I think it's hard for them to be. Uh, on the bottom again, or not on the bottom? There's only two really competing, but it's hard for them yeah. to be number two. And they are doing yeah. some, like, I, I was in an argument with someone over the Nintendo Switch press uh, press conference, which we can say is awful. But if you can't even imagine how awful, I mean, I guess you can. We're living in that world. We we're in that timeline, but how awful that Xbox One reveal uh, press conference was, that it has had the reverberations at least to this day. You know, thank God Phil Spencer's there writing the ship, but it was really bad for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, they just didn't, like, like Scalebound, they didn't have direction. There was, they thought that people wanted sports and um, cable television, and then that just wasn't the case. And then it's so yeah. silly, like, everyone complains, everyone hates on it, and then they switch and reverse everything, and they backpedal, and then everyone, all these journalists fucking write papers like, you guys, Xbox One would have been the best console, <laughs> and you're no, you were just writing articles a week ago about how stupid they were, and now you're writing articles about how good of an idea, and I'm just like, God, this is, this fucking, um, video game industry you guys like yeah well people run to uh, be the most angered and the most offended person on the internet constantly uh if we're talking on twitter or tumblr or just in the game journalist sphere uh mm -hmm. sometimes it helps to be the site with the level-headed approach and i think dual shockers does that a lot though i don't want to toot our own horn um, well, not <laughs> continuing not to toot our own horn, but when Dead or Alive Extreme 3 was coming out, you had all these sites giving it press and like talking crap on it, and now we're one of the only sites that still covers the DLC and the updates. So, where are they? Where are those? Where are those loud people that were complaining about the physics and the gameplay and judging it? Where where are they now? They're nowhere. Like it's yeah. it's such bullcrap. Uh, all right, so reverting back to our original topic with canceled games and closed studios, another one was, I believe, Guerrilla Cambridge. 
Yeah, they were the developers yeah. of uh, Killzone Mercenary and and, um, and Riggs. Yeah, that was the other one. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I'm. I didn't like Riggs. I'm gonna be honest. Um, Riggs. Riggs was terrible. Um, but fuck you, Sony, for giving them the worst games and the worst uh, thing console hardware to work with. I mean. You you knew that the beta was dying, and you knew you were going to support it, but you give them Killzone Mercenaries, which arguably is the best first-person shooter on the Vita. And it's, I don't yeah, think it's I've, arguably. I've heard it's, I've heard it's, it's a good game. Is It yeah. is. It looks amazing. It's running on the Killzone 3 engine on the Vita. Like, yeah. how awesome is that? Um, and then you give them... And then you give them rigs. And then you give them... Uh, uh, um, uh, what is it like a gimmick game? Like here, here's a here's this gimmick of VR. You make a game out of it. Of course, it's not gonna do well. You know, like of course, you're selling it for sixty dollars. You're selling a, uh, is it sixty dollars? I believe it is, right? Uh, it was like fifty, I think, or something. 50? Yeah, it was right. It was yeah. Um, your overpriced game, and it's called Rigs, and. <laughs> 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 it's it's like a made up yeah. sports game. You they they put it's them like out to Rocket die. League, except in VR. They put them out to die. They didn't need to do that to them. They could have given them something that they wanted to do. Yeah. It's just uh that pisses me off. We're going back to being pissed off at publishers. Uh, Dallo brings up uh, once again Xbox with Lionhead, uh, Fable Legends, and yeah. Phantom Dust, uh, which were both really kind of stabs in the back uh, regarding cancel games and big games. Uh, but, yeah, for, Riggs never resonated with me. I think they were a fantastic studio for you know what they were able to do, and I think Riggs kind of lacked the vision that many other games had. And I, you, could, you could tell it was going to not go over too well by how hard they were pushing it, uh, pushing it. And oh yeah, they were showing it at every E3, every convention. Uh, come play rigs. We have it all set up. Making tournaments no. out of it. I mean, it, I don't know. It's the PlayStation VR. While I love it, has really been best used on stationary games. And I knew one where you're moving around wasn't going to feel too great. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right. So more games canceled lately. Uh, and this speaks to Nintendo, actually, because of Nintendo's abandonment of the Wii U. We've seen a lot of Wii U games get canceled, but also announced uh, for the Switch. Lately, we've seen Ukulele, we've seen Stardew Valley, um, uh, The Last Penelope, and that's just naming the few that I, I wrote articles to lately. Uh, but mm, that, it yeah. seems to be a common trend. Uh, and I guess... If you are going to cancel a game, that's the way to do it. Like, I'd be less upset if a Vita game got canceled and they said, but it's coming to PS4. Um, yeah, I think that's the same case here, where it's like, you know, games like, yeah, we're not going to get um, Stardew Valley on Wii U, but we're going to get it on Switch. And arguably, I think that's honestly a better yeah, position I don't to be in. Because then, you know, yeah, I mean, like, portable Stardew Valley is going to be awesome. You know, I, I would love to play that, so. Yeah, I'm hype about that. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I think it definitely stings less if it's like, well, it's canceled on this platform, but it is coming to this one where it's like, well, you know, it's at least it's coming somewhere. So, right, okay, 
I got a question for everyone here and everyone in the comments and anyone who uh, who wants to write into the sh uh, Shockcast, and we could always read it if you email us. Um, but what is the game that you are most upset about being canceled? You're putting me on the spot. I have I have two. Um... You got one. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. All right. I, I, I got mine. All right. I'll go first, and in case it was one of yours, you have a backup. Okay. Uh, and this one's super easy. But PT. I mean, come oh, on. That was that was that was mine. Yeah. <laughs> that was totally. <laughs> uh, but PT. Uh, and I guess in conjunction with that, Allison Road did that get canceled? I feel like that got canceled. I think that's coming back. It's I think coming they back. like. It, it, yeah, it, it, I think it, they did receive funding. Yeah. Yeah, but I actually, I was, I picked like PT was my pick because I wrote the article last year about the cancellation, and like, not that I was crying, but like, I definitely felt <laughs> emotion inside where I was like very upset that that got canceled because, or Silent Hills, I mean, not PT getting canceled, but um. But yeah, like that was really upsetting. Like PT was such a cool demo, and and it's the one of idea my of like experiences ever. <laughs> yeah, I think just the idea behind Silent Hills, where like you had Kojima, you had Guillermo del Toro, you had Norman Reedus, you had this like awesome team behind it, um, you know, and then just you know all the Konami and Kojima drama kind of got in the way of that. Yeah, that was uh, that was really a tragedy, and I think Konami. Uh, and this has been said over and over again, so it's really beating a dead horse. But Konami is very short-sighted. Um, everyone wanted that game. Even, I think that the whole fuck Konami, uh, you know, insistence of last year, which is still mm -hmm. going on, would have been lessened if they kept PT. I think that it was yeah. a bunch of different things, uh, especially PT with it. Uh, Dalo in the comments says his uh was actually capcom capcom's misdoing mega man legends 3 i agree with you there that is something i wanted to play i love the mega man legends i agree um, it got me that was the first game that made me motion sick though remember throwing up one or two uh one uh, i rented console? it from blockbuster went home was like got, got me a pizza got in my pjs you know this is gonna be my weekend and I was throwing up for the rest of the night after three hours of <laughs> playing that game. Now, uh, what console were you playing it on? PlayStation. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't have any issue, but I have a strong stomach. I haven't thrown up from a... That's not true. I did throw up from a VR game. It's just one I didn't really <laughs> Which one was the one that did it? Oh, it was... Um... Ace Banana. That was an awful game. But <laughs> game of the year, two thousand sixteen. Ace Banana. It was actually Robinson the Journey. Which, oh. It was so bad I couldn't I couldn't review it. And I I mean I <laughs> I want to say that the game was good, or that everything you know it was a well developed PSVR game. But I I honestly and I've heard this from so many people I just couldn't stomach it. Uh, and that was like three or four days of consistently throwing up like exactly 15 minutes after I put the headset on. Wow. Um, it's like, it's crazy. All right. Um, Ryan, we, we did yours, right? We just did it. Well, I have my backup one. So right, I can let's... talk about that. So yeah. What was it? Uh, so this one's going to be a little bit of a throwback, but Starcraft Ghost, uh, which mm. was a, a while back. And for those that may not have known, basically Blizzard was working on... Um, I've, there was another studio, I forget the name of the top. I think Swing and Ape was the name of the studio, I think, that took it over at one point. 
Uh, but basically, it was going to be a, um, a StarCraft, like, third-person stealth game. So I guess almost like a Splinter Cell, but, like, you playing as a ghost. So it was, uh, like, a stealth action third-person game. And it looked really cool. Like, it was awesome because, like, I was I was really into StarCraft around that time. I think it was supposed to come out around, like, 2003, 2004. And then eventually, I think in, like, 05 or so, they canceled it officially. And I just remember this game very fondly because I was so looking forward to it to the point that um, I think it, at one point it had a, a, a release date of like December some to the twenty uh, like two thousand three or four around my birthday. I was really excited because I was like, oh man, I'm gonna get StarCraft Ghost on around my birthday. It's gonna be awesome. I went to a Toys R Us with my mom to go and get this game because that's when I thought that it was coming out, and then I was heartbroken when I found out that it was like not. It got delayed and then eventually canceled, and so that was that was really upsetting for me. Okay, Zarya, what's your game? <laughs> Um, mine's actually not a game, but it's a studio. Okay. Um, okay. Hudson Soft, uh, 2012, uh, got absorbed into Konami. They are the makers of Mylon's Secret Castle, um, <laughs> Bomberman, uh, Bonks, Bonks, if anyone's played Bonks Adventure, those are, I think those are they out. worked on the original Smash Brothers, too. Uh, I think they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. And, and, uh, they might, did they do Kirby stuff, too? I thought they, they might have done. Few, a... They did a few Kirby games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they did. They did a lot, guys. Uh, <laughs> the 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 sad part is, is like no one really liked Hudson Soft. Like after <laughs> after the nineties, like no one yeah. really cared. But they they weren't really doing anything um, except for porting games to like they like they ported uh, East One and Two to like mm-hmm. the PC. I'm looking stuff like that. right now to see all the games they've done. I'm curious. Yeah, they've done a lot. Um, so the just right after they were absorbed uh, by Konami, we totally lost. You know, we're never gonna see another Bonks. You know, you know, we're never gonna see anything Mylon because Hudson had a had a way of like uh, if you've ever played Saturn Bomberman. Uh, they have a 10-player mode on that game where you can connect 10 uh, controllers to the uh, Saturn and play a huge game of Bomberman, but they included all their characters from all their past games. And it, they do stuff like that where, where they they have a sense of nostalgia in their game. They're proud you of know we're heritage. never going to see that again. Um, we'll see with this new uh, Sonic R, I believe, on the Switch. Sonic? Bomberman? Or Sonic uh, Bomberman R. Yeah. <laughs> I got it confused. I'm super uh, excited for that as a bomber. Yeah, but fan. but I hope that they do that same thing where uh, they include like throw Mylon in there or throw throw Bonks in there, you know, like give us some old characters. Um, it'd be really cool if they did that. Uh, but rest in peace, Hudson. I still I still love you. Okay, I got a follow up question, and this will be the last question on the topic. We're gonna end the show early today, uh, but. If there's one game or studio that you wish were canceled or closed, what would it be? Wait, that we wish were canceled or closed? Yeah, for the one that came out that you're like, man, I really wish that was just a canceled game. That should have been, <laughs> that, that oh, been canceled. See, I thought you were going the opposite direction, where uh, that you would like, if we could bring something back, then you know, bring, yeah. revive something from the dead, but, but throw a phoenix down on uh, on Silent Hills or something. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, tough one. I know. I can't think of there's one. There's this That's... game by there's this game 
uh, that was in-house developed by Axis for the PS3. And if anyone's if anyone knows of this game, you'll you'll say the same thing. But it was called uh, Magus or Magus. Uh, it's hmm. a terrible game, <laughs> and they they like stealth released it for like fifteen dollars on the PS3, and it came out a couple years ago, like three years ago. And uh, Ax- every time I like have a meeting with Axis, I always find a way to bring it up and uh, <laughs> tease, tease them about it because <laughs> it's actually I... it was their first in-house developed game so i can't you can't really expect much about it but if you find it uh go and pick pick it up it's uh magus <laughs> for, right. for the uh mine's pretty easy i mean i i think i'd be hard pressed to find people who wouldn't agree with it but it would be uh oh sorry dalo says five nights at freddy's uh, that's... <laughs> yeah, please <laughs> kill that game. <laughs> I'm just sick of. I walk into Game Stops uh, a fair amount, and I'm sick of seeing stuff for it. Like you don't even sell the game at GameStop. It's it's a PC. It's a Steam game. You don't see whatever. Like I don't see why I have to go in there and see merchandise. Um, if I had to pick one, it would be uh, Metroid Prime Federation Force, <laughs> uh, which. I reviewed. I gave that, and I believe, like an 8 or a 7.5. It was a decent game. I'm not going to sit here and say that it was a bad game, and that's why it shouldn't have been released. I just kind of think it did damage to the already kind of dead uh, Metroid Prime series. I feel like... It's salt on the wound. Yeah, I feel like if sales uh, were low, and I feel like they were low on that game then it's going to be an excuse for them to not move forward. Uh, the same rationale behind that, I don't even know the name of it, uh, but it hurts me to think about it. The Castlevania game for 3DS that came out was a Book of Shadows. I... Yeah, it was like that anime-style one. Is that the oh one? Oh, my God. It was, yeah, it was like a 2D, uh, two, no, 2.5D platformer. Yeah. Um, and... I'm I'm not gonna say I could sit here and make a Castlevania game where I can where I can do that. <laughs> I think that. you are, Lou. <laughs> but but I mean they have a formula for that game, and honestly they could just keep pumping games out in that same formula and make everyone happy. Uh, I I don't know anyone who realistically complains about the DS games or the Game Boy Advance games, um, so I think it's really really awful that that was the last Castlevania game I remember seeing or at least original Castlevania game I remember seeing on a Nintendo platform uh, and I think it kind of sunk the ship so I wish that was never out yeah I, it is salt on the wound for Metroid fans and I'm not even a huge Metroid fan and I was disgusted by it Dalo says Star Ocean 4 is so... Dalo shut up that's enough out of you <laughs> I feel like he's just ship posting, which is fine. He can ship post. <laughs> Star Ocean Four is a great game. Dallas is the that game needed to be canned. <laughs> we'll bring in Giuseppe next week. I think he has a differing opinion. Um, all right, so we did this in the beginning. What we? Uh... Oh, wait, I didn't do mine, Lou. Oh, god damn it, Ryan. 
Um, so I think there, if I had more time to think about it, I'd probably have a better answer. But I think the one off the top of my head is uh, Duke Nukem Forever, which was uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. not a good game, uh, clearly. I, I think it was just, you know, like, I appreciate the effort that went into getting it out after the, you know, decade that it's been in, you know, or longer. It's it been a long time in development, but I think they just, they should have just not, just, just not. Like, it was, it was bad. It was like... <laughs> It was, you know, it was just, it was one of those things, I think, that, like, you know, was, like, more of a joke that it actually got released than, like, if it just never did. And, you know, it was, yeah, I appreciate that they, they got it out, but, it yeah, I think it, they might as well just, just not released it. Yeah, I agree. That game yeah. was crap. It was pretty bad. Okay, so we did the games that we are pl- that we played this week. What are the games that we're going to play this upcoming week? We don't generally do this, but... We're running short on time, uh, so I want yeah. to squeeze it in. Uh, Azaria, what do you plan? You got every game, every game <laughs> that is coming out. Uh, what do you see well, playing this weekend? Funny, funny enough, I imported a copy of Caligula. Um, Atlas is bringing it over for the Vita. Uh, I'm hoping to to get down with that. But for this weekend, um, I'm going to be reviewing uh, Tales of Berseria. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully the new Digimon game, if uh, if we get it in, uh, so we can get that to you guys promptly. Um, other than that, uh, picking away at more Atle, uh Shally Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ryan, yeah, of course you're going back to Resident Evil, but you uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna finish Resident Evil. I'll probably play more Dragon Quest. That's kind of been my commute game right now. So like on the train, I've been playing that a little bit. Uh, I think the only other thing I'm planning to play, I got a closed beta code for uh, For Honor, uh, okay. which is this weekend. I think it starts, or no, tomorrow. I think actually the beta starts. So I might um, try a little bit more of that over the weekend. Since uh, the first time around, I played it at the, at the preview event. I liked it a lot, but I was terrible at it. And you can go on YouTube and see that I got killed a whole lot. So I'm hoping that this weekend I can kind of redeem myself a bit and uh, not suck. Uh, Dalo in the comments says he's waiting for Neo. Until then. Mm. Uh, Gravity Rush 2 and Wild Arms 3 plus Freedom Wars. Freedom Wars, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Good name drop. I have not played it, even though I've owned it. It's still in its package somewhere. <laughs> and it's suck. like... No, I I keep games like this for a reason. It's like my rainy day fund. Uh, where, yeah. like, when I am down and I need a good game to play... Like, I still haven't played uh, Link Between Worlds on 3DS. Oh, wow. that's such a good game. Yeah, I love that game. Because I'm waiting... I want it to kind of be my swan song for the system. Uh, yeah. Uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, no, I, I feel the same way about, like, Trails of Cold Steel and the, uh, the, well, Legend of Heroes series. It's one of those games where you know it's going to be good, so you kind of want to hold off on it until you need that kind of pick-me-up. Uh, there was a few years where Neptunia games were being pumped out every month, and I got really burnt out on Neptunia games um, when before I really liked them, and I, I had to return to, like, the Tales of Symphonia series and like uh, some of the final, older Final Fantasy games, just to kind of clear my palate. So I, I know what you mean about rainy day games. Definitely, yeah. I still have Xenoblade Chronicles uh, on Wii U, and I have the hardbound book, and I'm waiting to play that too. Uh, that's gonna mm-hmm. be my last Wii U game. Uh, <laughs> now that Zelda <laughs> is going to come out on the Switch, uh, myself, I just got a review copy 
for a bunch of games. Uh, I think I'm getting one for Limelight this weekend. I got one for Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World. I think that's the name. Or yeah, Woolly Land. Uh, who knows? Uh, so that'll be fun. Question mark. Yeah, expect those <laughs> reviews, right? Yeah, expect those reviews um, early February. Not for a week, so we're fine. Oh, good. I think it's exactly next week, in fact. Uh, all right, yeah. so let's go into the upcoming games. This week is less packed than last week, but still some great games. Uh, today, we had Memoranda come out on PC. Uh, tomorrow, Syndrome for PS4 and Imprint X for PC. On the 27th, we have Tales of Berseria uh, for PC, The Sun and Moon on Xbox One, Doodle God Ultimate Edition on Xbox One, Earthlock Festival of Magic for PS4. Uh, and then on the 30th, we've got Disgaea 2, Cursed Memories for PC, and Double Dragon 4 for PC and PS4. Uh, and we should have a, a review up for that. Also for Tales of Berseria, as uh, we mentioned, because Cesario is doing that. And Memoranda should be up by tonight, in fact. Uh, on the 31st, we've got... Yeah. Oh, go for it. Oh, yeah, I was just also, um, yeah, you can check out. We actually did an interview with uh, one of the developers of Memoranda that you can check out. Uh, it's on the site for a little bit more about the game. Okay. Um, on the 31st, we've got Dynasty Warriors Godseekers for PS4 and Vita. Digimon World Next Order for PS4. Uh, hopefully going to have the review out on time for that. Uh, we've been talking to Bandai Namco. Uh, Hitman, the complete first season. Which cool. we'll finally get to reviewing. Uh, that'll be fun on PS4. Conan Exiles for PC. Don Bradman's Cricket 17, everyone's favorite game. Game of the year 2017. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Constructor HD for PS4 and Xbox One. Divide for PS4. Kill the Bad Guy for Xbox One. And Knee Deep for PS4. So, by all accounts, a stacked week. It's pretty big. Especially for PS4 owners. Um... The standouts among these, I would say Digimon, Hitman, and Tails. Mm. Yeah. I, I haven't played the Hitman series, but I, every person I've talked to that have played that new game says it's uh, it's great. So I plan on picking right. up the complete se- season for sure. Yeah. I think I'm going to... Yeah, I think I'm going to plan to keep my most of my February and March open for uh, Horizon when that comes out at the end of the month. Yeah, that's I'm true. very excited for that. The end of the month? When does that come out? It's end of February. It's like the oh, okay. end of it, like literally the end of February. So right, that's the twenty eighth. In fact, I know that twenty eighth. Yeah, um, that's that is really really important. That's to close me. to oh, the Nintendo know, I would Switch. say it comes out three days before the Switch. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's okay. There's not. Much and I'm on to vacation on too. Anyway. Uh, for those who don't know, in like a month, I'm going on vacation. So uh, you're gonna have to deal with just Ryan and Azario alone. Hey, oh, and Giuseppe. Uh, maybe Giuseppe, Giuseppe. Yeah, Giuseppe maybe. He, he's still doing his Japan thing. We're going to see if he ever adapts to the time yeah. zone change. We'll see if he ever comes back from Japan. <laughs> <laughs> he did a great article. In fact, I'm going to point everyone to that article. If you haven't seen it on DualShockers, we wrote an article about um, traveling with your PlayStation 4 Pro. Oh, yeah, that's pretty and good. <laughs> how well it like holds up. And really, it was just an excuse for Giuseppe to like brag about going to Japan. Uh, he's like, yeah, hey, I know. Over this. Uh, but that said, it's pretty. It's a uh, great written article, and it's got some amazing pictures uh, of the PS4 a PlayStation Pro, Pro traveling. <laughs> it's like, um, what was the thing? Like the Paper Sam 
Was that a an elementary school a paper something? Uh, Flat Stanley. Flat Stanley. Yeah. What the hell is that? Some East Coast thing, guys? It's, uh, Maybe. <laughs> it's where you. Well, not even. Uh, well, so Flat Stanley is the thing where like you print out a little dude that like you put it in front of uh, like landmarks and stuff. You take a picture of it and you oh, know, take yes, this, like yes, yeah. I actually uh, it was funny because like it's not just an East Coast thing because when I went to uh, Yellowstone last year, they had I forgot the name of it, but it was like a doll that you'd buy, and it was of this like prospector like ranger dude. And it was like you take that and take pictures in front of like landmarks and things. I forget the name of it. it was I think like in Japan they do those little llamas. They like get those little plush llamas and they take pictures of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So let me fire through the social media and site plugs. Uh, you can check out. Sorry. You can find our Twitter, our Facebook, and our Instagram just by looking up Dual Shockers uh, for YouTube. It's a little different. You go to youtube.com slash dstvoriginals to come watch and be part of the show. This is the part I said everyone tunes out for in the beginning of the show. Join us every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern uh, to watch us at twitch.tv slash dualshockerslive. Keep Dalo company in the chat. And, of course, we read all your comments out, even if you don't want us to. And, finally, you can find our around-the-clock news coverage, reviews, features, and editorials over at DualShockers.com. Some of the cool content that came out this week was we did an interview with Truant Pixel, who you guys might know for making all those great dynamic themes that they do. And uh, they came to us specifically because they, uh, they know the site. They've been reading the site well before they were developers. Uh, and they wanted to... Uh, announce their new game which is an Atome game uh, Akash Path of the Five so we have a pretty neat interview on there about uh, about Akash and the state of Atome if that interests you um, and also apparently they're Nintendo officially licensed Nintendo developers wow good for them You're right and that just came out like nonchalantly in the interview uh, so they may have a project working uh, for Switch though they don't announce anything so, whatever. Uh, yeah, Ryan, do you have anything you want to plug site-wise? Uh, site mm, no, I don't think right now, but right. keep reading, you know, Yeah, the usual. Azario, <laughs> any great features you put up? Um, well, I am hoping to get out a visual novel uh, review by tomorrow uh, for Corona Blossom, Front Wing's new visual novel. So it's going to be the all-ages version. Um I'm there's it's volume three, so um, if I do, if I do the complete story, then I'll like review the the full eighteen plus version. But we'll see if I get to that because I I have a lot to do. So um, I hope I hope that I I can make some time. Um, but with Digimon and Tales of Berseria, I feel like um, for a little while my uh, plate is full. All right. Well, thanks for watching, everyone. Thanks for being part of the show if you were here. Uh, thanks for listening at home if you're doing that while you're sleeping. Uh, my name's Luke Cantaldi. <laughs> you can find me over at Twitter at Luke Cantaldi. Azario, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Azario Says. Sweet right. dreams. And Ryan? <laughs> I'll be under the covers playing Resident Evil later from fear. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, you can find me on Twitter at my name. It's just Ryan Leitzler. All right. Now we're going to blissfully tune you out with some rock music. Talk to you later, guys. Bye.